Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you, 603-283-6160, if you would like to weigh in. Again, that's 603-283-6160, with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, it's Bonnie, and Nikki, and some weird, crazy stories coming up tonight, among them, um... I don't even know how to get... Okay, I'm not going to talk about the crazy Geico one at the moment. I want to lead off by talking about Burger King and their insane idea to have a a Pride Whopper. Because apparently it's June and that makes it, you know, LGBT Pride Month apparently. And a lot of companies like to come around and pretend like they've been supporting gay rights all along. Is it rainbow or anything like that? No, it's worse. So I thought this was a joke. Is this serious? I thought it was a joke when I first saw that. Uh, As far as I can tell, it is serious. Yeah, and many people are taking to social media to mock them about it. As soon as I saw it, I went to Twitter and I tweeted at Burger King saying, hey, yeah, uh, no, this, no one has a good time. Okay, so. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, their idea here is to have a Pride Whopper, which is just like a regular Whopper, except it has, instead of a top and bottom bun, it has two top buns or two bottom buns. <laughs> so I see where they were trying to go with this, but if they would have just thought a little bit harder. I don't get it. Is there some joke I don't get? Um, presumably, yeah. Well, gay relationships have a have two types. I mean, there's two, there's a top and a bottom and... It's, it goes without saying what these two things are. Right? Yeah, I know what that is, but that's not even the first thing that came to my mind. I didn't, I'm didn't. i just completely confused about what that would have to do with two tops. When A top is always going to want a bottom anyway. I, I know that, but Burger King doesn't. <laughs> yeah, that's really I, I get, confusing. You're confused because you know LGBT people. And <laughs> I, I think that's what happened here at Burger King in Austria when they came up with this idea is that they didn't, no one on their staff knew a gay person was like, hey, no, this isn't the way it works. (laughs) I think they were going for, like, say, the top bun is a female and the bottom bun is a male. So whatever. Like, that's what they were going for, presumably. But it it could have been that. But it it didn't work out for (laughs) whatever reason. Have rainbow ketchup. That would be cool. I would go get that. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at these things, I mean, they don't look terrible. Uh, they, they, They look stupid. But, I mean, obviously, it's not going to change the flavor of it anyway, I guess. So, it it looks like Burger King food. The fast food chain unveiled the meaty disaster on Instagram, announcing that the burger will be available until June the 20th. So, you could go to the Burger King here in Keene and tell them you want the gay burger or the, the Pride Whopper, whatever they're calling it. Do you get Can to I get- choose? Yeah, do you get to choose tops or <laughs> yeah. bottoms? Because I would only want the tops, probably. They look... They're better. They have the sesame seeds, right? Yeah. yeah. And the bottoms don't. So I don't know. Maybe you can't. Someone would have to go to Burger King in order to find that out. The post received over 2,000 comments with one Instagram user saying, this ain't it, which is a common (laughs) expression on social media for those who aren't frequently on social media. It just means that, hey, uh, whatever you're trying to do here, it's it's not right. This doesn't meet the mark. Many other comments accuse the brand of rainbow washing, which is a term I had never heard before, which is when companies show support of the LGBT community in their ads without actually contributing to the betterment of the community. 
Some Instagram users asked whether Burger King was planning on donating any of the profits from selling the top and bottom Whoppers. To which Burger King Austria responded by saying, we are official partners of Vienna Pride and support the LGBTQIA community. They just keep adding letters, too. The, the most <laughs> egregious one I've seen was LGBTQIAAAP+. What are the, do you know what those are? It was lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex, ally, asexual. I don't remember what the third A stood for polyamorous and the plus was for anyone who wasn't already included in all of that other nonsense if, if you can include allies that just includes everybody that, that almost includes no. every, i mean obviously no, no, no. not haters of gay people it, it includes everybody except haters and that's just that's so weird why would you be I think part of that yeah i think it's messed up for different reasons uh because it it erases straight identity right they're not allowed to characterize themselves as straight they're either an ally or they're, as you said, they're homophobic. So, yeah. So the sexuality of straight people, the label they get is determined by their relationship to the LGBTQ community rather than actually by their sexuality. A straight person who you know has no issue with gay people isn't straight. They're an ally. A straight person who isn't cool with LGBT people is a homophobe. But no one is straight in mm-hmm. the way that they've divided the world. That's weird. I didn't even think of it like that. But we do have a caller. We have Zephan on the line from here in New Hampshire. Zephan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? All right. So um, something that's on my mind is the idea that good um, good ideas don't require force. That's something that we all agree with as libertarians. Um, but I think a lot of people don't think about the inverse of that, which is, what do you what do you do then if you encounter a bad idea? Well, you, uh, well, you criticize it, namely, or you call it out. Um, you don't you don't call the state on whoever it, uh, has that bad idea. Um, so essentially, uh, there was a Reason article that came out uh, that I think had the intention of uh, of basically um, criticizing the Texas government uh, for instituting legislation that would have made it illegal for uh, to bring kids to uh, strip clubs. Well, someone just um, brought it up. It hasn't been instituted. It was just a uh, like. Brought into legislation it hasn't been put into. I haven't law heard of this. What are they trying to? They're trying to make it where you can't take children to a strip club. Right. Exactly. Isn't um, that already? Aren't, aren't there already eighteen plus environments? That's what I thought. Well, I guess I guess there was like some loophole that made it so that uh, it wasn't. But um, basically, uh, what there were there was debates between libertarians. I'm I'm a parental rights absolutist, you know, um, but I'm also like a. Uh, a child emancipationist absolutist. So basically, if you're living under somebody's roof, I think that you should abide by their rules. But if you don't want to follow their rules and you could support yourself, I think that you should be free to do so as well. Um, but that being said, um, there was a Reason article that was talking about this legislation. And um, instead of making the point that I just made, which is like, um, I think the libertarian position of like, um, you know, oh yeah, you might not agree with the parents that do this, but, you know, they're the parents and that's the right. Um, they took it a step further. They basically said, um, you know, some kids uh, ticked uh, the drag performers at the uh, with. Okay, dollars. so we're talking about uh, a drag show here, Wait, not, a strip, right. not a strip, not a strip club. Right. Okay, these are monumentally different things. But well, wh- so oh, go ahead. Sorry, Bonnie. I just I thought you said some kids kicked. The drag performers? I didn't understand what you said. No, t- uh, tips. They, oh. uh, they gave them dollars. And, and they oh. were basically trying to say that, like, there's, 
there's not much of a moral difference between that and like tipping a uh, street performer that's like playing a guitar or something. So basically, my criticism of this Reason article didn't come from the fact that they criticized the legislation. I mean, that's probably the correct libertarian position, but the fact that they're almost like trying to socially normalize like kids doing this kind of stuff. Uh, what kind like, of I stuff? I think that you have. A, I, th I think you have. Um, you know, like tipping tipping sexual dancers. Um, I think you well, have there's a, nothing sexual a about a drag show. I mean, you seem to be confused about what a drag show is because you initially said strip strip shows or whatever, and no one's getting naked at your average drag show, especially not in front of children. Like the one picture that I saw, a drag performer was wearing a thong, and, and a kid is uh, tipping him. It's that one. And honestly, what's difference? What's the difference between that and a bikini? Like kids go to the pool. I mean, I, I wouldn't like that either, you know, seeing a kid at a pool and, like, putting, putting like, a dollar into somebody's underwear, you know? I mean, maybe... maybe well, where else are they going to put it? Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, the I, person's only wearing a bikini. It's not like they can put it in their pocket, or they, you know, they're not holding a bucket saying, I accept tips or but anything. The, the thing is, you can, you can at, at the same time uh, that you don't like that, you can say that you don't think that anybody should go after them with the state. So I think we're all in agreement here. Certainly. It's just that yeah. you think that reason is normalizing it. I don't really see a big problem with that because, well, I agree with your right to be able to uh, say that it's wrong online because that's you pushing the type of culture you want in the world. But I also agree with reason being allowed to say that they think it's fine. I haven't read the reason article here, but uh, we talked about it a few nights ago, so it's still relatively fresh in my mind. There's more coming up here. 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in, it's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live with you today. It's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And as always, you're invited to join us. 603-283-6160 if you would like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up is Freedom Fest, July 13th through the 16th. Mark and others are going to be there for among passionate defenders of liberty at the Mirage in Las Vegas for Freedom Fest. It's the world's largest gathering of free minds. It's an intense, rewarding four-day conference like no other with debates, world-class speakers, a film festival, social events, the trade show for liberty, and more. This year, Mark is going to be there talking about locating liberty with hundreds of other premier speakers and top-level experts in a wide variety of topics Speakers like John Cleese, Ben Stein, Steve Forbes, Spike Cohen, Glenn Beck, strangely enough. And the strangest one on this list, definitely Andrew Yang. So the last two years have been full of government overreach, lockdowns, mass hysteria, which means that this year they've chosen for their theme, Turning the Tide. Head on over to FreedomFest.com and use code FTL50 to get $50 off. That's FreedomFest.com and use code FTL50. We are talking with Zephan here about the the drag show in Texas that happened, I think, Saturday. Uh, I think it was 11 to 2. It was, it was sometime in the afternoon or morning to afternoon. Zephan, you said you had more you wanted to say on the subject. Yeah, so um, I guess the more important point that I'm trying to say is that um, is that in general, like, when libertarians are criticizing something... Um, I think that it's fair for all of us uh, to say that 
when we're criticizing that thing, uh, we're not necessarily saying that the state should get involved. Like, for example, I, I think you have a right um, to use crocodile. I just think it's a very, very, very bad idea. Um, so, like, that's essentially the point that I was trying to give off. But a lot of a lot of people were like saying, "Oh, because like they were trying to make it sound like I supported this legislation," and it's like, no, this is very clearly a violation of parental rights. But uh, reason didn't highlight that nearly enough. Um, if, if you guys brought up the article, like you, um, you can kind of see, I think that they're mostly trying to downplay it, um, you know, which is fine. They have the right to, you know, downplay it. But I, maybe I just came from a different generation. I mean, I'm only 23. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think we're all older I, I, I than think, you. Yeah, I, I, I just, I can't, I don't remember, like, as a kid, it being right to just bring to bring us to like these shows i get that they're not strip shows but like to you know where people are scantily dressed and they're and they're putting dollars in, into uh um you know undergarments essentially like uh you know i i i think that it's my duty to to criticize that um i don't know, know if, if that's your duty fine, my question would have to be if that's your duty is it your duty to go into churches and tell people Hey, you're not allowed to teach your kids about the part in the Bible where Abraham wasn't allowed to spill his seed in the bushes, and then he did, and God was mad at him. And the part in Arya tells me in the Song of Solomon's where they talk about things I can't say on the radio. Well, I probably shouldn't have said what I said earlier on the radio. Well, see, that's in the Bible. That's stuff I learned as a kid, and it was just like... I think you're okay so far. Well, you haven't said anything that we're not allowed to say on the so, air. So, Zephan, I was assuming that you were kind of talking about, like, your own children in the future if you decide to have kids. Like, it's your job as a parent to decide, just like it's every other parent's job to decide what they're going to subject their children to. And, in, in, I don't know, It's to me, it's kind of like cultural differences. Like, in right. some people's upbringing, like, going to drag shows is normal. I mean, when I was a young kid... I was dancing with drag queens at family events and parties, but to some families, like that would be super inappropriate. So, and I can kind of see right. both sides, especially if said drag queens are, you know, dressed kind of provocatively. I could see how that could make some people uncomfortable, and that's just, you know, their opinion. But, I mean, you're allowed to speak your opinion, but when you call it a duty, I'm really interested. Why don't you apply this everywhere else that it should be applied? Like, I remember my mom telling me as a kid, like, women should be submissive to their husbands all Ew. this weird stuff like that do you feel the duty to go and be like that's too sexual don't talk about that around your kids um i mean this is basically a principle that i have across the board like if you um if for example you believe that uh um like you like let's use the example that uh you said that like the bible why don't uh, we use bonnie's example um, no he's a yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I'm, that's what i'm saying like using bonnie's example of of the semen thing if like you think that that is like a gross thing to to teach kids yeah i i think that you should talk to parents about that and be like hey that's that's great she's asking your opinion on it you're she's asking your opinion on teaching kids that like do you think it's your duty to go to a church like just the church of nazarene in tennessee that i went to as a kid where an old lady was telling us about this right yeah i mean i i think it's gross and uh i would criticize uh somebody for that i think that that's um, very age inappropriate, but I think you guys are missing the point I'm trying to make, which well, is at that, least you're like, consistent about if, it. If we if if we live in a stateless society, let's say, um, you know, conservatives and liberals both seem to think that like the state is the 
is the final moral arbiter of things. That's why, you know, they say, oh, well, we need laws surrounding murder and things like that. So, like, if we had a stateless society, which I really want, by the way, um, what we would have to have is basically, like, almost a constant um, moral dialogue between, like, our neighbors and our friends and our family. But um, I think that what you you have been talking about all night has nothing to do with what I think is the basic morality. And that's why this will never be something where everyone in society agrees. For me, morality is literally nothing but this one principle. If it's not coercion, then it's fine. And it, nobody's coercing these kids into doing this. Obviously, if they were crying and didn't want to be there, that would be wrong. Nobody's coercing the parents into taking their kids there. Therefore, it's literally completely morally right to me. And I would, would fight with you, you know, about that if you were trying to Obviously, you wouldn't stop someone from doing it, but if that if that's the culture you wanted to spread, I would be out there speaking, which I have on Twitter, the opposite opinion. And this will you'll never be able to homogenize society's um, morals. Well, that's why we oh, have yeah, like no, smaller yeah, sub communities, right? We have smaller groups of people that we kind of you know exist with, and and that's instead of just having this giant you know. United States of America, where we have millions of people that are just supposed to all agree on morality and what's right and wrong and all of these different topics, we can just have smaller subgroups where, you know, if these people want to go to a drag show and bring kids, that's cool. If these people think that's not cool, then they should just not bring their kids to the drag show. You're absolutely right. right. Yeah. And thank you so much I, for I the call. Go ahead, Stephen. Yeah, sorry. No, oh, go ahead. okay. Last, last point, I guess. Um, like, I think that's the future of, uh, of societies and communities. I mean, this isn't even my number one moral issue. Um, I, I would, I hope that if the Free State Project and, like, the Libertarian Homeland and all of that is successful, um, I'm able to live in, like, a small community in which, you know, uh, we don't eat animals, for example. And, like, you know, it's just like a voluntary association of people and, uh, you know, we trade and all of that. And, and I think that that's going to be what really uh, creates, like, a peaceful and prosperous future is if we are able to voluntarily associate and live in the communities that align with our values. Excellently put. And thank you again for the call tonight, Zeppin. I would love to see, you know, more volunteerism in the world, less people trying to weaponize the state and using it to keep people from doing things that they don't personally approve of. Okay, well, then do as Zeppin is doing. Are you against it? Try put forward to people why you think they shouldn't be doing this, but ultimately you can't make that decision for them. And I think that's why people love the state so much because it does allow them to make the decisions for other people. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you, 603-283-6160, if you want to weigh in. Again, that's 603-283-6160, and with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. 
And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com. It is the best place to go to learn about cryptocurrency. As I understand it, Bitcoin is still climbing back up. So, I mean, we don't know what it's going to do, but it's not a terrible time to get Bitcoin. If if you've never heard of it, if you don't know anything about it, first head on over to Bitcoin.com. Click Getting Started at the top of the page and take just a few minutes out of your day to learn about this important world-changing information because it's going to be around for a very, very long time, regardless of what the price of Bitcoin is currently sitting at. Eventually, it's going to... I, I, I can't predict the future, but it's its going to be around for a very long time. So Bitcoin.com. And if you already know about Bitcoin, head on over there to news.bitcoin.com to stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you. That's news.bitcoin.com. Let's keep it going with the phones. We have Bobby on the line from Tampa. Bobby, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, um, I don't have any kids, but personally, if I did, I wouldn't take them to drag queen story time. But if there's parents that do, or if there's parents that have kids that are maybe transgender, I don't see a problem with them taking their kids to a drag queen story time. Um, I think taking them to a bar like they did in Dallas, Texas, I think that's a little over the line. I think a lot of people will agree with that. Um, uh, maybe keep them out of the bars and stuff. But the story time in the libraries, if they want to take their kids to it, I mean, they're just drag queens. As long as they're not hurting the kids, you know, and parents should be aware and be careful and not take their kids anywhere that, that would be in danger, but I think the least danger there would be is with the drag queen reading them stories. You know, I didn't really think about the bar aspect as much in the last couple segments, but I would have to agree that personally I wouldn't take my kids to a bar. That's like normalizing a very hard drug to your kids. Like, oh, this is a fun place where, oh my God, it's so fun in bars. Uh, I didn't think about that one part of it, so I would definitely agree with you on that. I don't know that I necessarily yeah, have an issue with taking kids to bars. I, I don't. We're, we're normalizing drugs. I mean, they're they're going to learn about alcohol on television and movies and stuff like that. If they don't learn about a bar, I'd rather them. I don't even have kids, so take all of this with a grain of salt. And I'm never going to have kids. But if I did have kids, I wouldn't object. Uh, no bar would let me take them, but I wouldn't object to taking them in the first place to to let them see how adults should behave when they're drinking instead of having their first experience with alcohol or first time watching someone with alcohol, be at some frat party with a bunch of drunken bros who get into fistfights and stuff well, like that. Like a European nice restaurant with people drinking alcohol is one thing, but I guess my brain went immediately to like the gay bars I used to go to in Texas. And honestly, I would never bring a kid there, but I'm not saying anybody shouldn't be allowed to bring their kids there. Just if I mean, it should not be illegal. I mean, I'm with you in that there's a big difference in, in culture and in vibe and everything between like a bar and a gay bar, right? Like, hmm. I, I've been to a lot of bars and I've been to a I've been to a lot more bars than I have gay bars, but I have been to some gay bars and I I would know that none of my my children wouldn't be harmed if I took them to these places, but I wouldn't. They're not family friendly places. Well, yeah, the, I don't have an issue with taking my kids there because I don't. I don't think we should sexualize nudity in the way that we do. So I don't even. I, I wouldn't mind taking them to a strip show. I think it would be a good thing in the long run for them to realize that hey, nudity is about more than just 
I'm aroused. Hmm. So I think that in the long run would be a good thing for them. But again, I don't have kids. And there is a big difference between just a bar and a gay bar. Well, sorry. In that way, I didn't actually mean like the nudity or that it was too adult. I I meant that people get drunk, like crazy drunk and do poppers and things like that. I wouldn't want to show kids like this is how you should drink. And do they do that at gay bars? Poppers? Yes. Well, I know they do poppers, but. Uh, like I get crazy. I used to get crazy drunk at gay bars and uh, sing really drunk karaoke and just be really crazy. I, I mean, definitely. I think the biggest thing with this whole debate is people tend to get really emotional about it and they just want to like kind of flex their opinions where it should just be like, it's your kid, do whatever you want with your kid and the state shouldn't have anything to do with that. And you know, what I'm going to do with my kids is different than what other people would do with their kids. And that should be fine. And as parents, we should just be able to decide and what really, we're going to do. I'm really glad that both Bobby and Zephan were saying that. They, yeah. they were both saying that they, neither of them were saying that the state shouldn't be or should be involved and get people's kids out of gay bars. That would be like really bad take. Yeah, I would be shocked to hear anyone who listens to our show regularly make such an argument. I've never been a big fan of drag queens, and that's why when I see stories like this, I I sort of gloss over it. Um, Because I know that often being a drag queen is like the first step that one takes to being trans or whatever. But I take issue with drag queens as an idea. because Well, not as an idea. I, I want it to be separated from LGBT stuff, basically. Because being a drag queen is about putting on a performance. It's about playing a role, playing a character. And being trans is about stopping playing a role. It's about being your true self, not not putting on a mask anymore and just being who you actually are. It's the polar opposite of being a drag queen. Drag queen is performance, it's theater, and that's fine. I don't have any issue of people, if that's the theater people want to do, that's fine. The Greeks did weirder stuff than that. But I don't want it to have its lines blurred where it's it's being protected by the by the trans shield that is protecting so many things right now because it's fundamentally different. And I see that a lot where trans people and drag queens kind of get lumped together and they are two completely different things. I think it's mostly people who are not in uh, like that scene. Like, I I don't know. I don't think of it that way. Like trans people are all drag queens being trans people. But when you have friends who are just normal gay guys and they're also drag queens, like you just don't think of all drag queens as trans people. I don't know. That's that's a really good point. Uh, the more people encounter drag queens, the, the more they re- may realize that this isn't a trans person. This is just someone who likes to play dress up, and that's fine. And you know, I say all of this, even though one of my one of my favorite bad movies is called Ticked Off Trannies with Knives, <laughs> and it's really funny. It's 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 quite a good movie, but most of the characters in it aren't actually trans. They're they're drag queens. And mm. the movie uses the it interchangeably, and you know that's not the case. Bobby, did you have anything else you wanted to say about the subject? I'm all for liberty. I don't think there should be any laws that prevent it. I think parents should have the decision to make the choice. And I think we all agree on the subject. And Aria and and, and also Ian, if he's listening, I wish you guys all the best and love the world. And you know, good luck in all your trials. And I love you guys. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much for the uh, call tonight, Bobby. Thanks for the positive thoughts there. I mean, no one is ever going to come to, society is never going to come to an agreement about what is and isn't acceptable for kids, right? Mm. And I, I think that's why, you know, 
everyone keeps saying it, but the best solution is to just not try to force other people to do what we want them to do. People have a really hard time minding their own business when it comes to everything. <laughs> it, will, it would just be so much simpler and people would be so much less angry and stressed out and upset if they just worried about themselves. I think this is you know? how people end up being like racist is I said to this guy who is prolifically racist um, that we know that I think it all just boils down to him having bad social skills. And he was like, oh, that's what you think it is. It's not that I just don't like black people. And I was like, because you don't know any or know how to make friends with the average person. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. I could take a guess. <laughs> but um, I, I think you're right. And it may be lack of social skills, but it's definitely a lack of encountering people who, I mean, the, these people who hate black people, they, they probably have never met a black person in their in their entire life. And they have is not to any meaningful extent. Yeah. So are they actually racist or are they, do they just hate this idea of black people that, that, that they've been convinced exists by right wing propaganda? I don't know. Maybe you do. 603-283-6160. There's more coming up here, including... Mummies being dug up and Tamagotchi babies. I, I don't even know what that, I know what a Tamagotchi is, but I'm not sure how we get babies out of it. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you're invited to join us. 603-283-6160 if you would like to weigh in. Again, the number six zero three two eight three six one six zero. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria, it's Bonnie, and Nikki. And coming up just in twelve days, the Porcupine Freedom Festival here in New Hampshire. Of course, it is sold out. The campground is oversold, as I understand it. So you can't come. Sorry if you don't already have a ticket. You're not one of the cool kids, and we won't see you there. However, you can be one of the even cooler kids. And come to ForkFest, which is like the after party of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's decentralized, staying true to those anarchist roots. No one's in charge. You can pretty much do whatever you want as long as you don't, you know, break, break, do anything. Don't do anything stupid. You're hanging around a bunch of libertarians. You're responsible for yourself, so act like it. But other than that, you can do whatever you want. You can throw whatever parties you want to have, whatever events. There's One year there was a live band that uh, played there. There's always, almost always, a poker table. There's cool stuff to do, so ForkFest.Party. If you want to check it out, that is July, June the 26th through July the 3rd. That's ForkFest.Party. Come out and hang out with us. We Let's keep going with the phone calls. We have Renee on the line from Louisiana. Renee, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I want to say that, uh, like, they have rhino Republican politicians. They have the, a lot of the population's kind of rhino Republican, you know. Now, they, when you say rhino, you mean Republican in name only, right? Rhino is an acronym yes, for yes. that. Yes, I, I do mean that because, you know, they may consider themselves conservative. They're pretty much, like, history have ripples in time, like, they imitate again and again. They're pretty much like the French in World War II. Germany attacked Poland. France declared war on Poland. France actually invaded Germany. And while the German troops was busy with Poland, helping the Russians out splitting Poland, France could have made a difference. It might have cost them. They could have made a difference. 
but they kind of like did it halfway, chickened out, and had they known what the Germans had in store to do to them, then they would have fought and done the right thing. I think the conservatives, rhino conservatives, are pretty much like the French from World War II. Have they, do they know what the woke communists have in store for them? They, they maybe do a better stand and better politics than they are right now. I feel like most politicians are basically just actors pretending like they believe in whatever they're saying they believe in so people will give over their powers. I'm curious who's part of this woke crowd because I'm always hearing about it. I always know there is this woke crowd well, and they have an influence and all that, but well, well, I've never well, met the anyone. Crowd, the woke crowd ne- not necessarily is libertarian. Libertarian kind of want to do their own thing. They're like supposedly the real hippies, not the political ones. Go do their own thing. You do your own thing. We get along. We obey the law. The woke crowd want to enforce a standard or idea of the left, like uh, everybody buys into the LGBT movement when not necessarily it's everybody's cultural belief because they stand on the toes of, say, French culture or Muslim culture or Latino culture, which, you know, they could have their own niche, but don't force me with what I don't believe in. Well, libertarians, first of all, don't believe in obeying the laws. That's the first thing you got wrong. Libertarians believe in not uh, disobeying laws if they're bad laws. And the other thing is, I don't think that uh, people's cultures really should matter at all. I think whatever you grow up believing should be challenged. And well, you mentioned back, you mentioned uh, Muslim culture, and I, I used to do a show with a Muslim. A Muslim was, and there, and his family is one of the reasons that I'm in New Hampshire now. And well. that. One of the core ideas of Islam is that there is no compulsion in, in religion, so I don't have to abide by whatever moral code they think. And I've lived with this Muslim family. I'm openly trans, and it was never an issue because they, they don't have any well, right to force their moral code on well, me. And it's not like this ubiquitous Muslim thing in the first place, because there's plenty of Muslim communities like Saudi Arabia or whatever, but then you also have Pakistan. Hold on, Renee. You also have Pakistan, which is notoriously positive toward trans rights, where there's a director in the 2022 film festival that was in France, in fact. There was a trans-themed film there about a trans director or something like that. I don't remember the specifics because I wouldn't watch such a horrible movie, but it was, I mean, it was one of the more successful movies there, and it's by a trans-Pakistani director, if I remember correctly. Well, I, I was going to say that out of all of the things that the woke left are allegedly doing, I think that the LGBTQ community is like the least of should be the least of anybody's concerns. One, it's not I just I don't really get the like they're they're pushing their agenda on us. I think we should be more concerned about the fact that they're trying to unarm everybody hmm. and the fact that they're trying to force vaccinate everybody. Those should be our big concerns with the woke left. It shouldn't be gay people. Well, yeah, they, does that um, fall they, they under woke? Because issues. I think you're right that it does. But, you know, I hadn't even really thought of it like that because people always bring up LGBTQ trying to push their gayness on me. But it's not even the LGBTQ people doing this. Like, I, I play World of Warcraft and they have forums there that I frequent and... It's June, so almost every single day you have some troll or some well-intentioned person coming in there saying, hey, it's June, can we have like an LGBT parade down the streets of Shatrath or whatever? And it's like, dude, first of all, no one wants that. 
But every single LGBTQ person comes in there and they're like, hey, yeah, I'm I'm bi and we we don't can we just play the game here? Yeah. So the these people are out there in real life doing effectively these same sorts of things. These are all allies doing this. It's not the LGBTQ community that's like, hey, you know, we need a we we need Spider-Man to be gay or whatever. It's it's well-intentioned allies who are screwing things up for everyone else. Yeah. And I I know another thing that people have a concern with is introducing some of these concepts to like kindergartners. And I do think that's a little weird, but I also think that don't send your kids to public school and then you can pick what they learn. Exactly. So all the people that are outraged about it, I'm like, you shouldn't be mad about the fact that your kid is now, well, maybe I think making kids a little confused about their gender, I think that's messed up. I think they're they're not introducing it in a way that makes sense to children, but I think the real issue is public schools you know it's like people are taking offense to all of these things and it's like well if you took responsibility for your own kids and what they're learning this wouldn't be an issue and out of all of the stuff that they are teaching kids in school out of all of the garbage and indoctrination why is gender identity the thing that's pissing people off my boss asked me the other day, what did they teach you in school? Because I didn't know some something that he thought was important. I said, uh, global warming. That's what I learned about in school in like every class, especially elementary school. That's pretty accurate. And it, it, it's a mess of a situation. I I don't think it's a good idea to cause kids to be confused about their gender. If they are confused about their gender, then they need outlets to, with which to explore that and all of that. I used to not like the idea of, you know, I used to say similar things. You know, we, we shouldn't have these discussions about sexual orientation with kids in kindergarten or whatever. But then someone pointed out to me that they're already exposed to sexuality before they even enter kindergarten. Almost everyone who's had a baby has had at least one person come to say, oh, he's such a little ladies man. Or she's, yeah. she's going to get all the boys or whatever. They just heteronormativity or heterosexuality is so normal within society that no one notices it. It's just like the Christians who are like, I don't know why you atheists have to go around talking about religion all the time. It's like, because you won't stop doing it. Yeah. But it's so ubiquitous in American society and they're part of it. They don't even see how pervasive it is in the culture. I think my issue with the kindergarten thing is, and this is, I haven't actually witnessed this. Obviously, I don't have kindergartners and I haven't really experienced this. But from what I've heard, there some of these teachers are basically like, you might be the opposite gender. And they introduce it in a way that's not like, hey, this is what a trans person is. And if you feel that way, it's cool. They're kind of like presenting the idea. And then kids are going home and they're like, wait. I thought I was a boy, but now I might be a girl where I, I just think maybe it's being presented in a wrong way. Well, but. I I mean, I don't think any kids should be having to go to public school. So we agree on that. But I also think that the fact that it's, it just wasn't a conversation when I was a kid, but so many people grow up with, uh, you know, issues where like my friend who's dead now never lived as a female, but he was born male and he died when he was like 23 
And uh, that's just only because of like the immense amount of bullying he got as a kid. And then his parents took him to group therapy where they were like, you're not a woman, you're a boy and stuff like that. Like there's so many people that probably would be trans if it was introduced to them younger. And I don't think that it's necessarily the teachers are getting in their heads and making them trans. Like if somebody was doing that, yeah, that'd be wrong. But I haven't seen proof of that. What are your thoughts on it? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com free talk live it's free talk live where you're invited to control of the airwaves talk about whatever is on your mind or you can join us in a discussion about Indoctrinating children uh, into LGBTQ, the, the gay agenda, whatever you'd like to call it, as Bonnie has pointed out repeatedly and accurately, indoctrination of children is happening all over the place. The fundamental issue here is that conservatives aren't happy about the type of indoctrination that is going on and yeah I, I was so indoctrinated by Christianity as a kid, I really feel like I was in a cult. And Christianity is far more insidious about the way that it indoctrinates people because it presents Jesus as this wonderful, loving, he's a shepherd and you're just his sheep and he just loves you. But if you don't believe in him, you're going to burn. But they don't tell you that part until you're already convinced that, you know, there's this man living in the sky and he loves me and he just wants the best for me. And then underlying all of that is that, that little threat that they don't tell you about until you're older. And they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, that guy who loves you, who you're his little sheep, he will burn you forever if you do any of these things that he said you're not allowed to do. I remember when I was a kid, I my family wasn't really super religious, and I had this friend that was really religious. So her mom used to always read us like these weird kids version of Bible books. Hmm. And I remember one where they told this like whole story about how in hell there were these little things that flew around and zapped you. And they would just zap you for the rest of eternity. And I remember just being a little kid and I was just so terrified. And I'm like, well, I got to believe in God because if I don't, then I'm going to burn and I'm going to get zapped yep. by these little flying demons. And it just made it seem like sound so scary. It was yeah. like a whole children's book about hell. Actually, me and Nikki have talked about this before, how we both had like, like she, I don't know if you care that I say this on the air, but like I we're probably don't scared care. of the dark and had to sleep with our parents. And I always had so many siblings that I just slept with all my siblings but uh, we were really scared of the dark and stuff. And it's probably because my mom started me off just like, 
you'll go to hell if you lie. Like, if you lie, you'll go to well, hell. Well, I was indoctrinated with the same crap, and I was never scared of the dark. I think I watched age-inappropriate horror movies, and that probably didn't help. My mom used to think <laughs> I had demons because I had nightmares every night. While she talked about demons and stuff being inside me, and right. how demons would, like, are waiting to get you if you sin. Like, I, obviously I had nightmares every night. Have either of you ever heard of a judgment house? I've heard of it. Never been to one. It's a theatrical performance where there's like this character and they take you through the different stages of his life. And then then he tours heaven. He tours hell. And then he lives. I think he lives happily ever after or he goes to heaven. I don't remember the exact storyline. But anyway, my father was in one of these things. I I don't remember what role he played or anything like that. But I, I went to see it to support him. This was this was at least 10 years ago, so this was well before I transitioned. I, I was still me back then, but I hadn't transitioned. And it it was all fine. No one had any issues. I had promised I was going to keep my mouth shut and not start any of the fights with the evil people around me. And I was good through most of it until we got to the hell scene. Hmm. Because if you wanted to create a a haunted house, something that was truly scary... You could not do a better job than they did with the hell scene. Everything was bathed in red lights. There was fog machines. There was a CD playing with just horrifying sounds of people screaming, whips cracking, chains rattling, people moaning out in pain. And they had people fake chained up to the wall back there. And there were children present? Yes. Okay, speaking of things that are inappropriate for children, I don't think drag queens are that bad. No, this was one of the worst (laughs) things I ever saw. And then the devil came out and wearing a suit, looking sleek, looking real, you know, cool and all of that. And, you know, the whole... Why did they make Satan look cool? Well, because they want to convey the idea that the devil, he's slick. You know, Mm -hmm. he he knows how to deal with people. Mm -hmm. And he got down in this this little kid's face... And then sort of hissed at him, I can make you turn on your mother. And it was what? then that I was no longer able to keep my mouth shut. And I said, hey, man, back off. He's just a little kid. Leave him alone. And he finally did, because apparently no one was paying attention to the horrifying thing that we were all witnessing, which is this grown adult in this horrifying, scary situation terrorizing this little kid and that's the thing about christianity is like it's so insidiously gets people to look away from things that should be inherently obvious like so many different examples i mean that's a perfect example something that you shouldn't be doing to a little kid but people are like this is normal because we're in church and they're robots i mean it's just like how do you see that and not think that that's wrong I, I don't know how, but I mean, they realized it was wrong. One of the people, as we were leaving, one of the people who was guiding us around thanked me for doing it. But still, one person gave themselves to Jesus that night. No prizes for guessing which one of the people in that crowd it was who turned themselves over to Jesus. The little kid. It was that little kid mm-hmm. who the devil got in his face. So they achieved exactly what they were trying to achieve. They terrorized this child, made him scared, and then told him we can make all of that fear go away. You just have to give your life to Jesus. Absolutely horrifying. So what does that even mean, give your life to Jesus? Just believe? No, because the whole thing about Jesus, right, is that you're forgiven for your sins, that, that was the whole point of his death, but I have to accept it well, or it doesn't apply. I'm, I'm a little confused about Baptists because I only went to Baptist church once in all of the years I was a Christian and it was when I was really young. But um, 
my mom is not a Baptist, so she, I can't remember the word. There's a specific word for this. It's like separationist or not a separationist. Uh, but my mom is not a Baptist. That means she believes that if you're not born again, even if you believe in Jesus, you won't be saved. So she is always really afraid that like, so what does that mean to be born again? You have to accept the Holy Spirit into your life and he has to change your life. And you might think you did it and you didn't do it right. So my mom's always afraid that her kids are going to go to hell that profess to be Christians. But because you didn't say the magic words correctly, essentially. I thought it was just like, if you believe, then you're good. You know what uh, speaking in tongues is? I've heard of it. I've never witnessed it, but my mom does that. And she thinks that if you're not born again, if you don't get a gift. All right. So this is how, like, this is how Christians believe some weird stuff, man. And it's just also like a riddle. The whole thing is a riddle. Which just do that to you? Why would it's an unsolvable riddle, right? I think the natural law is so obvious and so like that's all I I need for morality. Don't hurt anyone else. Don't uh, steal from anyone else, whether it's property, sexuality, like rape, a life. You don't steal from anyone else and that's it. But like in Christianity, it's literally a confusing book that contradicts itself all over. And the first God doesn't really seem like the second God of the book. You know what I just thought of? You know how the devil is like supposed to be the master of riddles or whatever? So it's just kind of ironic that Christianity is full of riddles. This is like, why hmm. I, I don't think it's ironic at all. I think this was, this is probably intentional and this is why I'm a Satanist. If you, if you read the Bible and as Bonnie was talking about, the person in the second half, the God, doesn't seem anything like the, the God in the first half. Yahweh is almost certainly the devil, the evil hmm. one, the, the trickster. And that's the one that everyone worships, where Lucifer, Satan, whatever you want to call him, he actually told the truth and set humanity free and gave them the knowledge of good and evil. And all of Christianity is this, this Yahweh worship is this weird concept of this God who created us without the knowledge of good and evil, then punished us for not knowing the difference between right and wrong, and then came to earth in flesh as his own son to sacrifice himself to himself because that was just the only way to forgive us for the original sin that we didn't understand we were committing at the time because he had forbidden us from knowing the difference between right and wrong sounds like a narcissist it does right (laughs) it it sounds like an absolute and the whole point of this the whole point of being a christian and having an eternal life is basically to praise god for all eternity in heaven that's why i love telling christians i will convert on the spot to Christianity right now, tonight, to any Christian out there who can sell me on the idea of heaven. Convince me that this is a place I want to go, and I will gladly repent of everything. I'll shave my hair. I'll, I'll quote, stop being trans. All you have to do is sell me on the idea of heaven. Honestly, it sounds awful. It does. There's nothing appealing about that. You just float around on clouds praising God all the time? That sounds horrible. No thanks. I will take the the second death that is the lake of fire. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. There's more coming up here, including Tamagotchi babies, because it's true. Every day we're straying further and further from God. Tamagotchi babies has to be next. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and you can join us, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. Join us, 603-283-6160. 
With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And have you almost given up trying to wake up friends and family? Well, we've got something that might help. Truth Smacks. Our friend Susan, former English teacher and longtime truth seeker, recently started her own trail mix brand. She makes it, bags it, and sells it herself. She calls it Truth Smacks because there's a heavy dose of truth on the back of every single bag. The Truth Quotes variety has some famous or infamous quotes on the back. And then the Freedom variety has famous quotes all about freedom and government tyranny. Both varieties come in two sizes and in two flavors. There's original and peppermint infused. So check out truthsmacks.com slash shop. It's a great way to smack your friends and family with truth in a loving way. That's truthsmacks.com slash shop. All... All natural, none of this um, artificial crap. It's only food as nature intended. Truthsmacks.com. Let's keep going with the phones. We have Olivia on the line from Arizona. Olivia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so my my issue, that one of the big issues that I disagree with you guys on is public schools. And the reason is, is because I went to Catholic school for most of my, up until high school, well, up until eighth grade. And... It was a really miserable experience. It was, it was this indoctrination that you talk about, but imagine that you don't get to go. Every waking moment is people indoctrinating you with this hellfire and this confusion and this shame constantly, and you have no window into the world. And if your little tiny class of 20 people don't like you, you don't have a friend because you don't fit in the monoculture. You know, um, a whole world opened up for me when I went to public school. I had They actually had extracurricular activities that were worth something, um, there were different kinds of people who got me. Um, it was just such a different life-saving experience, you know, and, and it definitely prepared me better for the world than, you know, solve these math problems as fast as you can. There was, well, you know, there, there are more, more than two options. And if there, if people weren't being forced to fund public schools, there would probably be hundreds of options, like all kinds of different things, like things that we haven't even thought of yet, because why even think about it when, our brains are so captive, you know, held captive by this idea that school equals you have to pay the government to educate your kids. I, I just think that, like, just because you had a bad experience at one of one private school doesn't mean they're all that way. And I mean, most of them probably aren't even religious. And also, I went to a public school in Utah where my class had eight people and I hated it very, very much. And it was a public school. It's- I also I like the idea of school choice and I like the idea of giving children the choice and not just giving their parents the choice you know like i don't know there should be more options i'm not necessarily saying that catholic schools are a bad thing i went to catholic school for a little bit and it was really really terrible so i totally understand what you're saying there um but i've also been to horrible public schools so i i think i don't know i i just think that children need more options and i think that the government funded education just I mean, even as a libertarian, like, it's just not, I don't, I don't agree with it. Well, just, just my one problem with that is, is that schools are very expensive to run. And while I agree that taxation is best, I guess I was really grateful that I did have a really, really great public education. And my school was very small. It was a poor school in a small little nothing town. But, you know, the band was big. We had a great band. We had career and technology. We had cosmetology. We had all auto classes. We had all kinds of different agriculture, woodworking. Um, You know, there there was science classes that would actually go on field trips. You just had, because the resources were all allocated into one school, you just had such a better opportunity than these little 
homeschool where if the parent doesn't want to take you anywhere because they like you under their thumb, which would have been me if my mom had been able to homeschool me, I would have never gone outside. Like it would have been literal 24 hour surveillance, uh, you know, no contact with anyone. It would have just been a really terrible, I just, it's just not an option for most people and the people it is. I just don't think that you know, you're lucky if you have really good open-minded parents, but if you don't, like, you're going to be so stunted when it comes to the real world. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, I but that's a parenting issue, not not a school issue. Yeah, I don't think I should have had to be forced to go to a, a crappy public school just because you had bad parents, and that sounds kind of mean, but that's the reality of what it, it that looks like, saying that we need government schools where everybody's parents are being stolen from to fund these government schools just because you had a bad mom isn't a very good argument to me. Uh, I actually hated every public school I went to. I was homeschooled kindergarten to third grade and then in eighth grade. And I would say that those years of my life literally prepared me more than any uh, minute I spent in high school in public school. It also varies a lot by the school, just like it does. I mean, whether public or private, whether government run or for profit, uh, there's a huge difference from one school to the next. Uh, like the Catholic school here in Keene, as I understand it, um, Matt Centenastasso has talked to me about it a few times. His, his last name always trips me up. But um, they're, they're not overly religious at that school, if I remember correctly. I mean, I, I don't think they yeah, ever really talk Catholic. about it. Yeah, and they're Catholic. So it's kind of strange. So. Yeah. When I was in high school, all of my public school experience, I had a terrible, hated it, felt like I was in prison. And when I turned 16, I had the option of doing dual enrollment. So what that looked like for me was I was able to transfer into college courses. So I, instead of being at school eight hours a day, I was, you know, maybe in for like two or four hours a day. And it felt like I wasn't wasting my time. So I think programs like that are awesome to just to give kids different options. Do I think that it should be state funded? No, I think there are a number of options that we can use to fund schools that kind of run like public schools, but aren't government run schools. I think there are a variety of options so that we can have, you know, kind of like the old school schoolhouse vibe without it being controlled by the government and paid for with taxes. I I especially think you're correct in that we should let the children uh, decide which school they want to go to. Uh, to to me that that's a really low low risk endeavor just because you're not saying hey you're not giving them the option of just not being educated at all because yeah. if you, obviously every kid would rather sit at home and play video games or whatever you're like hey these are the schools in our area which one of these do you and maybe try them out or whatever but then let the kid decide rather than the parents i i, th- I tend to think that would be a really good idea but most parents aren't willing to relinquish that amount of control over their children sadly yeah exactly and that's that's one other thing I wanted to bring up because you talked about people wanting to take people's children away for going to a parade. Um, I just think it's, I think it's really weird and I'm trying to understand why people think that, I mean, I guess because children are such an easy target, you know, they're, they're kind of weak. They're almost seen as property, but I do think it's strange, especially in the face of you and me, Ari, we, we definitely show that the way you bring up a child is not necessarily how they end up, uh, the lifestyle they end up choosing. So, um, but it is weird to me that people think that they just collectively own children until it's time to provide well for them. Well, but you mentioned that kids are almost children. like property in the United States. I would go one further and say that to the average American parent, their child is their property. Yeah, it's it's pretty gross. And I, I agree with that as well, that 
Children should, I mean, especially, I see a lot of libertarians do this too, where they're preaching freedom, but then they act like their children are property and, and children are human beings. Children deserve to have human rights as well. It doesn't, human rights don't start when you turn 18 or 16 or whatever arbitrary of, number. I think it's more you should have control of your life when you become sentient enough to be able to take care of yourself. Honestly, I don't see a problem with somebody treating their infant like property. It's my infant. I'll do what I want with them. And they can't really control anything about their lives. I don't see anything wrong with people making their kids eat broccoli. What are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you are invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. And you can join us on our social media server. If you're sick of all of the censorship that you find on social media where you can't really speak your opinion without getting suspended, it's Pride Month, as as we've mentioned, and it's June the 8th, and I still haven't been 30-day banned from Facebook. It's starting to get kind of weird at this point. <laughs> Every year, for whatever reason, every June, I end up getting suspended from Facebook for the entire month. And it's coming because recently they brought up, they they put a content filter, a warning, you know, they covered up the photo of something that I posted in 2020. So they're already, they're combing through my profile looking for a reason to ban me that they haven't already banned me over. You can get away from all of that on our social media server where you don't have to bow to big tech. Social.freetalklive.com will take you directly to it and that'll, that'll show you how to sign up. There's a number of cool little apps because it is decentralized, which means you, anyone can make an app that connects to it. Tusky is the one that I would recommend, but if you're on PC, something like Wellbird would be even better. That's social.freetalklive.com. Let's keep going with the phone calls. We have Stephen on the line from Georgia. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so um, first, before I say anything else, um, I don't want to get in an argument. However, I am a Baptist. I am a preacher. I am Bible college educated. What questions do you have? I don't have any questions. Me either. Okay, y'all. Y'all had a lot of like religious stuff going on 30 minutes ago. I don't believe I have to go to college to know a lot about the Bible. I know a lot about the Bible. I will not claim to know everything about it. I've never read it front to back, but I have read a lot of it. I was in quizzing as a kid, which means you read up, you study a book of the Bible and you learn every single sentence of it. So you can memorize the entire thing and you get quizzed on it. And I went to world championships. That's Matthew, Acts, Genesis and Exodus. So, do you have any questions for me? Um, why don't you believe in God? I believe in God. I don't believe in the God of the Bible or Jesus. Or, well, I believe Jesus was a human, and he also never called himself a God. Nikki? I definitely don't believe in, like, the Christian God, but I do believe in a higher power, and I do believe in divinity, but my my take on religion is is definitely not... Typical. I, I like to mix different theories from different religions and kind of create something that suits me. So I definitely, I believe I have faith, but it's just, it looks a lot different than Christianity or any of the sort. And, um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, typically, I don't really knock people for whatever religion they have, but, um, okay. 
I know but yeah, I definitely, I, I just don't like how we were kind of discussing before. I don't like the, the like attack. And I don't, yeah, like attacking children. Like I don't like the fear tactics that were used on me when I was a child. I, I just think it's, it's really gross and it's not an okay thing to do to children. So would you rather the church wait till they're 18 to talk to them about Jesus? Is that what you're saying? No, I mean, people can do whatever they want with their own kids, but it's just, it's weird to, to do the, you're going to burn in hell if you don't believe. And it's like, I just don't think if your religion's that good, why do you have to use all these fear tactics in fear mongering to make people believe in it? So I will say this on one occasion, I've heard somebody tell a kid that they were going to burn in hell um, if they didn't do A, B, and C like today. Um, and Well, regardless, was- is not the threat of hell what underpins all of Christianity? Otherwise, there's no reason to pay any attention to it whatsoever, right? Plus, you're not in all these kids' houses. No, you don't know I- that their parents don't talk to them like that, like my mind did. Well, I think it's just inherently part of Christianity. I don't think you can have Christianity without the threat of hellfire. I disagree greatly. Do you believe in hell? Um, do I believe in a, um, for lack of a better word, a dimension um, that is designed for people that reject the grace of Jesus? Yes. Okay, so, like you, so you don't think you can separate Christianity from hell? That you can't have a Christianity without hell because. Go ahead. I don't think that you can separate the realities of life in the after. Like I don't think you can separate the realities of the afterlife. Well, we can't call it the reality. Is that we're not going to be able to have a conversation if you call anything in the afterlife the realities? I have strong opinions about what I think happened in the afterlife, but I cannot, by definition, call it reality because I haven't experienced it and I have no way to measure it. And neither do you. And there's no evidence there is an afterlife. So can you, can you not, do you, have you ever had, I don't know, um, have you ever had cancer? No, I've had a near-death experience where I think I went to another dimension. Do you want to hear about that? Sure, but real quick, have you had cancer? No, I almost died in a car accident. I was in coma for four days. Uh, what, what does cancer have to That's do with all. anything, Stephen? So if you haven't had cancer... Do you, do you not believe in the reality of it? No, because like, that can be measured and people can literally take like pictures of it. Okay, I've, I've never seen a dinosaur either, but I'm pretty sure dinosaurs were existed and were real at one point. Exactly. So like, yeah, but there, we don't have dinosaur bones of the afterlife though, dude. We just have a bunch of people who tell us stories about the afterlife. There's no physical evidence. There's no afterlife bone that you can point to in a museum and say, see that there? That's proof that there's an afterlife. It's just speculation from hopeful people who refuse to face their own mortality and the fact that they're going to die one day. So they create these mythologies that allow them to live forever imaginarily in their imagination because they can't face the fact that they're going to die, that they are mortal beings. You have a document, you have the Bible, right? You have a document that the most conservative views, construction of the the Bible started about 6,500 years ago. Okay? 
Okay. Do you believe, so the Bible, Jesus came 2,000 years ago. The Bible began its construction 6,500 years ago. Every book of the Bible, both old and new, talk about the, 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 um, this is just a, a logical fallacy. It doesn't matter how old it is. Hinduism is older. Buddhism is older. They have completely different afterlives and, uh, you know, things that they incest but are they reality. But 60, 4,500 years, 4,500 years before Jesus was ever born, God is telling people that he's going to come and how he's going to die. So you don't but, think that the people who wrote the New Testament could have written them to where they uh, made the... It's false anyway. That that's not true at all, Steve. There's nothing in the Old Testament about uh, about anything. They they promised a king. That's what the Jews were promised—a king, not not a a carpenter's son who was going to get nailed to a piece of wood. Actually, all of the prophecies are incredibly vague and stuff. But say they literally, just for the sake of argument, if they completely f- fulfilled every prophecy in the New Testament, you don't think it's possible that the people who wrote down the uh, the life of Jesus said, "Oh, we have to, we have to include this, or else they won't include the, it won't fulfill the prophecy." I mean, they. If you've ever read any books by Bart Ehrman, who is a Bible scholar, he. Um, I mean, we know we know that uh, scribes added stuff yeah, to the Bible back in the day. They added and changed things all the time. There's evidence of that, and not I'm not even just evidence of that, proof of that. Like there are older manuscripts than there. Are, is one where it's crossed out, then there are newer manuscripts where the thing is crossed out, is omitted, things like that. Things you can completely just learn about and see with your own eyes if you read Barterman's books, like uh, mis- Misquoting Jesus. Yeah, to say nothing of the things like like the Dead Sea Scrolls, the, quote, lost books of the Bible, the Gnostic uh, sects of Christianity that were more or less wiped out around, you know, 300 CE, whatever. Christianity has a long history. Judaism has a long history. There's no doubt of that. But that doesn't mean there's any truth in it. 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in, that's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. As always, you're invited to share your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And, you know, it's certainly not easy to be a Christian calling into Free Talk Live. I mean, with the three of us here. So I, I, I totally understand why Christians are hesitant to do it. But I, I want... I, I want them, if they feel like their faith has been misaligned or maligned or just generally represented in a in a bad way, give us a call. Clear the air, 603-283-6160. I'm a former Christian. Bonnie, you're a former Christian. Nikki, I don't know if you're a former Christian. No, I, Catholic, I guess. See, I don't know. Catholic slash Lutheran, which are like sects of Christianity, so... We were Southern Baptists, and you know, at, at one point, I bought the thing completely, and I was a believer. And then I realized that you know what they were saying was almost certainly not true, and I just sort of oh yeah, like a couple weeks in, before I started to look into it myself, my friend was saying one thing about you, Bonnie, is I think you're so smart, but I just really don't get how you're a Christian. And I was like, 
arguing just like Stephen just was, yeah. basically just exactly the same way. Like, I know a lot about the Bible. The Bible has to be true and all this stuff. And a couple weeks later, I was an atheist because I looked into it. Yeah. I looked into the facts of See, uh, I resisted, outside the Bible. I resisted the label atheist for such a long time. I was like, no, I'm not an atheist. I'm agnostic. And I realized now that I was using the term incorrectly, I was a deist or a pantheist or, or yeah, some I'm other. Yeah, actually not an atheist now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm an atheist now in the sense that I don't believe there is a God and I don't believe there is not a God. I have no belief about it one way or the other. I lack a belief regarding the subject of gods. I think I stopped believing in Christianity or like the Christian God right around the same time I stopped believing in Santa. <laughs> See, I, I I know a lot of people are like that, but let's keep going with the phones. We have Jack who is on the line from Washington. Washington, Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. I had a question for Bonnie, but first I had a, just a, a random question. Is the studio really hot? Mm, it's actually kind of warm in here. But you guys had your shirts off last night. Topless Tuesday. Yeah, that, yeah that's been a thing for off. years. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. wow. Um, yeah, Bonnie was going to tell a story about her car wreck, and she went to another dimension. Okay. That's well, all I have. I will tell cool, the story. Cool, thanks, Jack. Um, so I was in a car accident, and it was in Utah. I was going to a Christian concert to go see Skillet for, like, the fourth time, and... Uh, we They're not a, bad for a Christian rock band. Yeah, I honestly love Skillet. Well, I was on my way to go see Skillet with these people that I had barely met like a month before. I just moved to Utah, and I barely met these people. I really didn't want to go to this concert, but uh, one of the youth pastors was like, come on, you'll have a good time or whatever. He's driving this government van from Dugway, Utah to uh, around Salt Lake City, Utah, and we got in a head-on collision. And three people died, and one of the ladies was the wife of the lady, or the guy who was driving, and, uh, like, I had, I didn't know them very well, but I knew them. Like, I was in the car with them, talking to them. All of a sudden, it seems like something in slow motion happened. Then I wake up a few days later, but I had this memory where I was walking around in a field with the lady who died, and she looked really happy, really smiling. Oh, my God, like the biggest smile I've ever seen and just like really happy. And I was holding her hand and we were walking up this big field hill. And uh, she just told me, you can't go anymore. I have to go the rest of the way by myself. And I was unconscious and she was dead. And a few weeks, I mean, not weeks, a few, like five or, or four days later, I wake up out of a coma and I was telling my mom, I saw an angel. I saw an angel and all this stuff. And that's when I found out that this woman died. Wow. That just gave me the chills. That was... I didn't know... You've told, you've told me about that car accident before, but I didn't realize that people people in that car accident died. Yeah. It was like 60 miles an hour head-on collision. The oh car my gosh. we hit, uh, the older couple died immediately. Yeah. I'm yes. just surprised. Wow, that's them. terrible. Congratulations. I'm surprised there were any survivors yeah. from an accident like that. Jeez. Yeah. That's intense. We have J.D. calling from Alabama. J.D., I, I hate to make you follow up that story, but what's on your mind tonight? Well, listen, I, I'm glad that you survived that. That, that sounds awful. And Thank I, you. I hope that you, did you have to go to counseling or anything after that? Because that sounds like a terrible situation. Um, I mean, no, I feel bad every time I tell the story that people feel really bad for me. It was so much worse for everyone else because I just woke up on morphine. I was confused for like a month. The worst thing that, uh, like, obviously I felt bad for my f new friends. I, I felt really bad for everyone else. I was probably 
uh, like one of the least affected. I had bleeding in my brain. They had to let that go down. I was having seizures, but I don't remember any pain uh, or anything like that. I just wanted to tell the story because uh, it's like an, an interesting glimpse into what I think I saw of the afterlife. But I know some people will say, oh, it's your brain trying to cope or something like that. So it's not like I say it's proof that there's an afterlife either. But I just brought up because of the conversation we were having about uh, religion and everything. I just also want to say that it's interesting that it lines up with what almost everybody else says when they have near-death experience. It sounds very familiar to what I've heard of other people saying. So. Yeah, I read a lot about near-death experiences after that because I wanted to make sense of it. And around that time, I stopped being a Christian. So like a, a year later, I stopped being a Christian. So then I had to like face the fact that I was going to die. And uh, yeah, so it does a lot. Well, I, I, I'm a Christian, but I, I'm not, I didn't call to debate you guys. I mean, I, would you, I, I, anybody to me that would listen to a perfect stranger and say, you know what, he's right, let's listen to him and follow him, I, I, would, I would think you're, you, you need to reconsider, okay? So I, I would never try to come up here or call your show and tell you, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, I'm right, and you're going straight to hell if you don't listen to me. Is that kind of, in a nutshell, your experience with Christianity? Is that what? It was my experience with Christianity when I lived in the South. Um, after moving out of the South and spending some time around libertarians and people who approach religion from a more tolerant, more libertarian perspective, that, that's not been my experience with Christians. Um, most of them are that I've met outside of these. Got to remember, I'm, I dealt with Southern Baptists, the fire and brimstone types throughout most of my life, right? So that was my understanding of what a Christian was. Well, I would say this, and this is the way, and listen, I've, I've been in ministry for over 30 years, and the days of going up to strangers' doors and knocking on the door and, and say, hey, let me tell you how you can get saved, those days are past. I mean, what, what I try to teach, you know, my students uh, and other adults is that you want to really make an impression on somebody, you got to show them that you really care about them. Because I don't know anybody that wants to listen to a stranger unless they think you really care about that person. You know, and so, and, and that takes time. That yeah. that takes you being willing to invest time in someone that you wouldn't normally invest time in. And if you're not willing to do that, then you, you're not going to win anybody, you know. So cause it, because I think you have said this, maybe I missed some of it, but I mean, the whole part of the Bible is about love, you know, for God so loved the world. But if you don't show love or people don't feel like you love them, why would they listen to you? They I wouldn't. I would say that if all Christians just completely abided by the teachings Jesus gave and acted the way Jesus said to, then I would probably have a lot less of an issue with Christianity in general because Jesus said awesome things. Love your neighbor as yourself. Treat, you know, uh, the golden rule. That's I firmly believe that. I think he was honestly a great master teacher. One of the things that, and you may have heard this before, uh, when Gandhi was asked about about Jesus, he said, "I like your Christ. I don't like your Christians," and and that's kind of where a lot of people are today. They they love the, the message, but they don't see enough Christians living the message to to make them want to give it a second thought, and that's where we fail, you know. Well, I mean, it's not where you fell. You, you can't control the messaging of other Christians. You can't control the ones out there protesting at Planned Parenthood or, you know, protesting outside the gay bars or whatever. You can't control them. All you can do is try to reach out to people and say, hey, look, 
We're not all like that. Some of us are human beings. Some of us, you know, they they just want to talk to you. They just want you to, they want to connect with you. Look, we all sin. We're all sinners, okay? Um, The Bible teaches that. Doesn't make it true, though. You know, that we're not, that we're sinners? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, the Bible, we've all did things we shouldn't have done. You can call it sin, you can call it whatever you want to say, but everybody has done something that they could go back and say, man, I wish I didn't do that. I mean, I I have, but I can't speak for everybody, so. You know, right, okay, well, anyway, but, you know, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is when they brought the adulterous woman to Jesus, they all wanted to stone her, and they didn't really care about her, they just, they just wanted to get Jesus to say the wrong thing so they could accuse him. And he basically told them he's without sin, cast the first stone. And so they all drop their rocks and walk away. And then he tells the woman, hey, where's those people that were condemning you? He says, yeah. I don't condemn you either. Thank don't. you so much for the call tonight, J.D. I hate to cut you off, but we are going out to break. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Tamagotchi babies. Um, assuming we're going to get away from the religious discussion. But, I mean, that's how far American society has lost its way. Tamagotchi babies, it's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind, 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And this is one of those shows I'm going to have to listen to later because I don't have any idea how in the hell we got on the topic of Christianity in the first place. Hmm. I, 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 I assume don't know. It had something to do with LGBT stuff, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. It was... I, I actually did it. It's because I was saying people never bring up the fact of, that the oh, Bible is yes. super sexual. Oh, yes. The indoctrination of children. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good point, though. It, it absolutely is a good point, and it's all we're talking about. But it, it's still surprising because it's not a subject we get into a lot here because uh, religious beliefs, they, they are so personal, and it, it doesn't translate well from one person to the next, it, especially if someone has religious beliefs that aren't easily characterize well yeah i'm just your average southern baptist or i'm just your average catholic or whatever but is anyone really any of those things in the first place i mean we're all individuals so it's i know a lot of christians who would say that the people protesting outside planned parenthood aren't true christians and i know and those people protesting outside planned parenthood would say that about the nicer christians who aren't protesting so it's it's a mixed bag, as you would expect. But let's keep going. We have Benny on the line from Tennessee. Benny, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Um, so here's my problem with what, or at least the Christians that have told in so far, they've all expressed the same thing with hell. And my problem with hell is that if they're saying that God is love, then why would he create you? And then just to have you see, and then if it says the way to the sin is death, way to the sin is death, then if you just burn forever in hell, like that's not really love, in my opinion. Well, they and say I'm the wages of sin is death, right? But that's not the case. Yahweh could, in fact, forgive the sinner. And okay, but then if the wages of the sin is death, then how come you burn forever? That would mean you live forever, right? 
well, it and depends also, on which. It depends on whether we're talking about what the what is actually written in the Bible, or whether or not we're talking about what the actual average Christian actually believes. Yeah, because the the idea we have of hell isn't even in the Bible. No, there, there's two places in the in the Bible that each could be descriptors of descriptors of hell. One is the the bottomless pit, but that's reserved exclusively for Lucifer. The other is the lake of fire where souls are destroyed. They experience their second death. It's, it's like it's like Mount Doom in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Only there can souls be unmade, presumably. And so. it's just interesting because people have all of these characteristics and all of these descriptions, like very detailed descriptions of hell, but none of that is actually from the Bible. Well, it's because these crazy people go write books about the hell that they saw. But they got their ideas from somewhere else as well, and that somewhere else was Milton's Paradise Lost. Somehow that, that this fictional hmm. poetry became, you know, canon for Christians. Well, I've see, never heard of that. Like they're just, they're, it seems like they're just using that for fear, like you were talking about earlier, just using a fear. Like if you don't worship God and you, if you don't love him, we're going to use a fear tactic against you. But if you're using fear tactic against someone, that's, that's not going to be true love for them in the first place. Because yeah. if, if you're afraid of someone, and like, sure, maybe we're we're all afraid of like something, but that doesn't mean we're gonna love that thing. We're just gonna have maybe a little bit of respect for it, or just try to not think about it. You know. Well, you got to remember so, like, a lot of these a lot of these Christians that at least that I knew growing up, they they their their fathers were the type. I don't want my kids to love me. I want them to fear me, mm-hmm. because they 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 have been convinced that. That's better than respect out of love is respect out of fear. Hmm. But you would think that if, like like you were saying earlier, if the religion was good enough, then you wouldn't have to have the tactic of fear. And so, like, I'm, I don't really know if you'd call me a Christian, but I mean, I do believe in a lot of the Bible. And if you were to, to teach completely with the Bible, it doesn't seem as much as it might contradict itself as it does, because a lot of these teachings... Are, they have to contradict themselves in order to make it look like it's out of fear that we have to serve God. I think that the wages of sin is death. Once you once you die, like you're just gonna you're gonna burn up instantly. You're not gonna be burning forever in hell. Otherwise, God can't be God of love, right? And then also the thing with going to heaven, and you're not gonna en- enjoy it there. Honestly, a lot of people here probably won't enjoy it in heaven. And so God is happy enough to say, okay. If you don't enjoy it in heaven, I'm just going to let you die because honestly, that's gonna you're going to enjoy that better than going to heaven. But and that's so still that messed way, up. I and mean, there are so many ways that an afterlife could be handled. I mean, j- just take your average fiction writer; they can come up with some scheme for afterlife that don't that aren't either you either worship me for all eternity or you die. Like that, those those are really bad options. Yeah, uh, How was, about reincarnation, maybe? Right. Go ahead, the Bonnie. Bible, what, so what I see in the Bible is that it says you're going to come back to the earth in a thousand years. And so you won't be stuck in heaven your whole life. You'll actually be coming back to earth, and you'll be living a life on the new earth with, with no sin. Uh, yeah, and are, everyone will choose you're to You're talking right about the golden city that's mentioned that, in Revelation, right? Isn't that only certain yeah, Christians? Yeah, I think, yeah. It's in Revelations, yeah, but is, isn't that only certain Christians, like a certain number of yeah, them? Yeah, like 144,000, these 12 tribes of Israel. Way no one understands what no well, one understands what the book of, of Revelation is. Though. So, so to read that and well, say, hey, look, this, this means that you're going disagrees. to come back from heaven in a thousand years, that, that's nonsense. No one knows what it means. 
Well, that's true because the whole book of Revelation is symbolic. But that no, it's it's the rantings of a madman who was suffering in isolation in prison. Or John, yeah, he was on the Isle of Patmos or something. Yeah, he was he was in prison for being a Christian, and he wrote this fan fiction about the Romans getting their comeuppance from Jesus. That's what the Book of Revelation is. If the number is just symbolic, it could just mean that it's the remnant, because that's what I I don't think it says. And so that would be living back on the new earth. Anyways, this is is really interesting listening to all this because. I need to look into it myself because you, some of your points you've made have been very interesting. And honestly, I can't tell you exactly why I believe everything. So I'm glad that I'm having this discussion and obviously well, I'm not going to try to convince you or I'm happy to hear what you guys think. So. I think one thing to consider is think of the things you can know in your life. You can't know something like 144,000 people will be taken up to heaven and then in a thousand years. You, you really literally cannot know that even if it's written down somewhere. You can know that if you steal someone from something from someone, that'll hurt their feelings. That's why human rights are self-evident. And I, I don't know. I think that that's all people really need to believe to have a good life together and to be uh, live morally. I'm far more concerned about what happens in this life than what may... Look, whatever afterlife there is, I will deal with that after I'm done with this life. For all I know, the the, ne- the afterlife is just a next life, and I'm going to wake up in some sci-fi world, and I'm going to deal with an entirely different universe, an entirely different species of sentient creatures who are doing entirely different stupid things. I really hope that it's like that, like you're helping, you know you know, the forces of light continue the fight in this universe, but you don't have to deal with the earth. I really hope that it's like that. That doesn't mean I know that it's going to be like that. I mean, it may very well. I mean, we have no idea, but whatever is there, whether it's just darkness and death or whether it's some other life or whether it's Yahweh or Jesus Christ, I will deal with that then. My concern now is that I live on a planet that is overrun by violent institutions that are monopolizing the entire planet and bending everyone to their will. And if you don't do what they order you to do, they will kill you. That's my concern. Like all of the other crap, I'll deal with that when I'm dead. When this life isn't a concern to me anymore, that's when I'll deal with that. But right now we have a government to deal with and governments around the world are doing horrific things. It's not just the American government. The idea, the very idea of the state is one that is built on evil. It's an evil institution. It exists to commit violence against people, to steal from people. That's what it does. It doesn't protect your rights. It, by definition, violates your rights. And it's doing this. It's been doing this throughout all of human history. And now it's it's put itself in the trappings of religion, making itself ever more resistant to us being able to actually take it down because people they, they tie up their entire identities into it now the, the, uh, the, their status just like people are like i'm religion. a christian yeah they do it harder than religion i, I think because it's their complete worldview they think that the world can't turn without government 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in there's more coming up 603-283-6160 it's free talk live Talk live, and you get, you're invited. You can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603 283 6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's 
Bonnie. And Nikki. And Nikki, you actually reminded me during that segment, I titled tonight's show, People Are Running Backwards, because I do have an article about people who are literally, like, running backwards. In Walmart and running into your carts. No, that's a different issue, but that was why I wanted to talk about it. But it's really, that's really all there is to it. Um, I mean, it... It, it could, you know, it's something to talk about, but there's more interesting stuff I want to talk about now. It's just it, people, for whatever reason, are jogging, but instead of running forward, they're running backwards and they think they're cute. And I just can't wait for them to fall into a manhole and break their ankles and stop running backwards. Is wait. it supposed to be more of a workout? Why are they doing it? Because they're idiots. Is it a TikTok <laughs> thing? Probably. Mm. They're running backwards on their way to the grocery store to buy more Tide Pods for dinner. Oh my God. I, I, I don't know why they're doing it. I just saw and I was like, oh my God, that's worth talking about. Because as Bonnie pointed out, I had this thing about people. I guess we are about to talk about it. I had this thing about people walking backwards. I see it all the time and people do it without realizing they're doing it. But like it, it happens almost every time I go into Walmart. Where the, the one I remember most was when I went, I stood, got into the door and this guy stands there looking around. He just suddenly starts walking backwards. Like directly into me, and uh, he and I see it all the time. I've never done that. And that never just doesn't even me. make sense. It's never happened to me either. But it seems like it happens to Ari a lot. So I don't know just why it just makes me laugh because it bothers me. So I look for it. That's right? true. Maybe that's it. I mean, if it if you've ever had one of these idiots bump into you and they go, "Oh, sorry," it's like, well, obviously, you idiot, you're going <laughs> to walk into people. Humans are not biologically designed to walk backwards. <laughs> Our legs don't work that way, and we can't see back there. So run, walk forwards, and there's they don't want to turn and look before they before they walk. It, it's just absolutely insane, and I hate it. And <laughs> and now people, I realize it's like it's like a it's like a what is the word I'm looking for? It's like a tick at this point for me. Mm-mm. People are running backward. What could possibly go wrong when Sardak Milani passes other runners in a half marathon? The astonished look on their faces gives him a little ping of satisfaction. So he's running marathons. Really? Backwards. That's actually really cool. Mr. Milani has a clear view of those faces. He runs backwards. People are always telling me I'm going the wrong way. Does he look backwards at least while he runs or does he just look forward and run backwards? Maybe he has like mirrors. He would have to look backward, right? I mean, it that seemed like that would hurt your neck over time. Wouldn't you run into someone otherwise? Well, he might have a mirror like you do in the car. That's true. <laughs> That'd be so confusing. You're like running backwards in this mirror. If so, he isn't the only one. More runners these days are reversing direction, even on treadmills, turning around and running where they can't see ahead what could possibly go wrong on a treadmill i i'll at least allow it even if i think it's stupid at least you know when you're running on a treadmill that you're not about to bump into someone or run into a manhole or whatever i would crack my head open if i tried to do that it can't i <laughs> imagine not well. slow. some are running backward to fight boredom instead of learning a useful hobby some to a chum- puzzle <laughs> instead of running backwards some to challenge you, you could troll us on YouTube. Some to challenge their coordination and balance, and some in hopes of rehabbing from an injury. Huh. He turned to backward running, also known as retro running. Well, that makes it sound cool. Six years ago, after a knee injury sidelined him, so if someone's doing it because of because of rehab from an in- injury, okay, obviously if that works. That works. The injury meant that Mr. Milani, and who was a devoted runner, had to take a long break. I was willing to try anything, no matter how silly. 
Then he read that going in reverse because the mechanics of it were so different might help his knee heal. So he went to a park and carefully started putting one foot behind the other. <laughs> running backward has been part of some competitive runners training for a long time. He goes on a little bit. You're, you're, because when you're running backward, you're forced to maintain a more upright and neutral running posture, keeping your head steady, shoulders over your hips and hips over your head while driving your arms by your sides. So you land more on the balls of your feet than on your heels, which activates your glutes and your calves and reducing pressure on your knees, apparently. Don't you always do that when you run? Like, that's just, like, good posture. I don't know. I've never... I'm not much of a jogger. I can't imagine landing on my heels. So that is a good point. I didn't think of that. And, like, I don't know, even when you're, like, sitting or standing, you want to make sure, like, your shoulders are above your hips, your hips are above your knees. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's just... The way you're supposed to It does be. sound <laughs> not much different than running forwards, but... I mean, it does. What do we know? I, I, I don't know. I'm not a runner. Um, I've, throughout all of my life, I've hated like those people who are out there jogging. Every, I'm not, I didn't hate them. I was just like, <laughs> how can you be so cheery this early in the morning? Because it's always first thing in the morning. Like, I got to go on a jog. I'm like, I, I got to get some caffeine in me. So what, you settle that. down. But... Um, Recently, I have been jogging a little bit since I quit smoking, and I, I even have a bike now to exercise with, but I, I don't do any of that backwards, and <laughs> I don't see any benefit in doing it backwards. I, I guess if you have an injury to your knee or whatever, and you've got to reduce pressure to it, that this guy ran a backward five-kilometer race, and he enlisted a group of friends to act as his eyes and warn of potholes or other hazards. What? So he's not okay. he's not using mirrors. He's not watching where he's going. He's got friends ahead of him telling, hey, there's a pothole coming up. How? Like walkie-talkies or something? I'm just so confused. Three o'clock, I don't... Three o'clock pothole or, or something <laughs> like, oh, no. I, I imagine they're running next to him, but I guess that's a good point. It might be something like walkie-talkies. Talkies into his headphones. How like, bad would you feel if you were running a 5K and the guy that was running backwards beat you? Like, I would, that would make me feel bad about myself. He has completed eight marathons while running backwards with a personal best time of two hours and 30 minutes. He's earned the nickname The Madman. But thankfully, so far, competitive backward running remains a niche sport going forward, so to speak. That could change. So that's pretty much the extent of the story. I just brought it in because, you know, as as you pointed out, I hate people walking backwards. I hate people running backwards even more. I did not more. think that that was actually going to be the answer to why you was, brought it in. I see that and I go, oh, good. People are even more stupid than I thought. They're <laughs> escalating their stupidity. They're no longer just walking backwards in the Walmart aisle anymore. No. They're, they're jogging backward through the Walmart aisle now. <laughs> well, if it's not a TikTok uh, trend, we should make it I know. One. I, yeah, I'm kind of disappointed it's not. And you mentioned uh, your... The guy who lives next door is a jogger. I mean, get him to do it. Be like, hey, hey, it's good for your knees. I mean, clearly, well, they said it's good for your knees. If if we believe them, it's good for your knees. Well, then I'd have to be going with him to tell him, like, oh, there's a pothole in the left, and I'd be mixing up left and right, and he'd be running into potholes. It'd be my fault. (laughs) Oh, that's a good point. So, hey, if you're running right alongside them, and you're like, hey, there's a pothole to your left, that's their right. I'm already too mixed up with left and right. Like if somebody's driving, I'll be like, turn left here. Oh, sorry, sorry, right. And I always get yelled at for that. <laughs> if they're backwards, that makes it way harder. So yeah, people are running backwards and it's it's silly. If it's for a health reason, like your knees need it or something like that, I mean, that's, that's fine. Do what you got to do. And I understand doing it on a treadmill because at least then you don't have to worry about potholes. But running marathons and stuff like that, dude, if you can run like a non-crazy person, look, if you can do something the normal non-crazy way 
And you can do it the insane crazy way. Why would you just choose the insane crazy way? Because he wanted to earn the title of madman. I think you're just jealous, Arya. That must be it. I'm jealous that he's better at backward running than me. I'll admit that. 603-283-6160. When we get back, we're going to finally talk about Tamagotchi babies, whatever that is. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, where you are invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And I want to say thank you to CH, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that CH is a member of the AMPS program. You can find that at amps.freetalklive.com. If you value the show, if you want to show your support for the show, the AMPS program is the best way to do that. All it takes is five bucks per month. That's our Patreon, by the way. Five bucks per month gets you in, and it does have some cool little perks to it, like there's an AMP-only chat room on our Matrix server, there's an AMP-only Facebook group, and you even get access to an AMP-only podcast. That's right, you get a special version of the podcast every day. But really, the reason you should join is because you value the ideas of liberty, reaching a larger audience, because that's what the AMPS program is designed to help do. It's amps.freetalklive.com. CH, thank you so much for your contributions. Let's keep going to the phones. We have William, who is on the line. William, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah. Hi, how are you all doing? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? I heard you all talking about the running backwards, and so I was on my way home from work, so I thought I'd... I just had to call in because I actually started doing that a couple of years ago. <laughs> oh, you're a backwards runner. Really? How, how, how does that work? I mean, I, I assume you don't have friends going out in front of you telling you that there's potholes and stuff, right? Oh, no, no. Well, I mean, I don't go run, like, distances. I, I'm in my 40s. I've been working out for a long time, you know, with weights, all that kind of stuff. And I used to go run and stuff the track, you know, trying to strengthen, you know, Strength your legs, get in better shape. Sure. And I had spoke. I had spoke to a physician at my gym, and he was on the treadmill. All the time. Oh, I think we lost you. You broke you're, up. A yeah, your your cell signal is pretty spotty. Are you with us? Uh, yeah, I'm here. Okay, so the physician at the gym. Yes. Uh, okay, is it better? Yeah, that's better. So what okay. happened with the physician at the gym? So he would be on the treadmill walking backwards at an incline, and we just got to talking. And he was telling me, he's like, man, this will, you know, put a burn on your thighs and blah, blah, blah. But I started doing it just kind of for the workout and make your legs stronger and that kind of stuff. And then if you guys look up on YouTube, there's a guy on YouTube. He's called Knees Over Toes. And this guy is, like, blowing up the fitness world and basketball and all this kind of stuff that he does all this knees over toes and he does a lot of stuff dragging sleds backwards and doing all this backward stuff because like you guys were talking about it's less you know reaching on your knees and everything but it also has a neurological benefit so when you're walking backwards or you're running backwards your eyes are made to look forward where you're walking and you don't really think about it but when you go backwards it stimulates your mind because you can't see where you're going and there's neurological benefits to it as well. So, so do you uh, do, so do you 
do you do this mostly on a treadmill or do you like out there? I think there... he said a track, which makes actually okay. a lot more he sense. He did say his track. That's right. Yeah, I do it on track, but I try to do it on my neighborhood and people do look at you funny, you know, and like stop and stare. Cause but how do you do I'll... that? How do you know there's not like a cat walking by or something you can't hear Uh-oh. and you're going to trip over? Like, do you look backwards or do you? I, yeah. Well, because you were talking about earlier, you were like, wouldn't that hurt your neck? And yeah, it does. If you look a lot, it mm-hmm. is a strain on your neck. But, like, where I live in the community, you know, because I walk my dog and stuff here all the time, so it's nice sidewalks and clear paths and that kind of stuff like that. So I kind of know the path is clear, and, yeah, if something okay. come out in front of you, you wouldn't see it. But it really does. It takes stress off of your knees, and, like, it's a way better leg workout. But it actually it strengthens your knees. So they tell people who have bad knees and things like that to do it or try to get on a little hill like an incline instead of walking up the hill, turn around and try running up it backwards and it'll absolutely fry your legs. But it's, hmm. it's really, it's really good exercise though. I, I, I'm not going to lie. You're, you're making me want to try this just to see what happens. Right. You made it sound a lot more interesting and probably good for you than that article. The article just said, oh, some people say it's good for you, and it seemed ridiculous. Well, that's, yeah, that's why I had to call because, like, like I said, and I just started listening to you guys like six months ago, and I I enjoy your show. I live in Arkansas, and it's I like y'all so I listen to it every evening as I'm driving home from work. So. Well, thank nice, you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, but... No, that's why I called in because I, I was like, man, they're not giving this a fair shake. I gotta see if I can get through because like, there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, well, thank you for clearing like the air, William. Um, I, I'll tell you, I'll give it a shot at some point. Uh, I won't be back until Monday, so you may have to call back Monday and remind me to talk about it because I will definitely forget. And, and all of the crazy stuff that's going to happen in the world between now and Monday, I will forget that I ever read backwards and what it was like. I'll remember it when someone puts it out to me, but I will at some point within the next few days run backward to some extent, probably up a hill because there is a hill very near to my house, and I, I will I will try it out and s- see what happens. Oh, don't do it on, don't do it on the major road. It's scary. Well, you'll have to be there to spot her. <laughs> oh, left? No, I meant right. Are you? No, oh I, I, I was thinking about the gravel area back there. That there's an incline, and it, it's a good place where there's no traffic, and mm-hmm. I, there's no one watching me. So, what is that idiot doing? So, <laughs> well, one thing is true: uh, people will get out of your way because our neighbor that jogs also skateboards with headphones on, where he can't see anything, and he pisses off the cars driving by. Like I constantly hear like honk because they almost hit him, and he's. <laughs> He always says, like, I just, it gives me more faith in humanity. Like, <laughs> that because, no one's running over. <laughs> yeah, that nobody's running over. Because they stop, they do stop. Yeah, I mean, people will not run you over. That much is true. But still, it's, it's nice not to put people in the position where they have to choose be, not to run over you in the first place. Like, I ride my bike to walk my dog, and she just jogs along beside me. And I, when I hear a car coming, I get as as far to the right as I can. Says I'm just going to swerve through the lane here, and because they won't hit me, I'm not in the mood to play chicken with a car. And especially nowadays, where people are like texting, and Ooh. you yeah. know, it's you can't trust people to not hit you. Yeah, I might be upset if I hit somebody just because they came out of nowhere skateboarding and they couldn't hear anything because they had headphones on. I'd probably be upset at them. So. <laughs> I see where all the honking's coming from. Yeah, I 
this is definitely I don't have dash cams in case I ever hit a skateboarder, but if I ever hit a skateboarder, I will be glad I have dash cams. But uh absolutely crazy stuff. I'm I'm glad that William was able to call in and talk about it as someone who actually d- engages in backward running. That was I did not expect any of our listeners to know what backward running even is, and yet one of them actually does it. I know that's awesome. So evidently, it's a really good workout for your knees. Sarah is on the line with us. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, I just want to mention that um, there's a, a man way, man-made way to make a geothermic energy by drilling down into the earth like two miles. And that, that gets to the really hot part of the earth, and they have a... A way to make the, um, I guess they put water in it, uh, when the other, and then makes the steam come up, and it's enough to turn a turbine, which is a magnet going through a coil of steel wires, and that make that makes electricity. So, and people have already so, done this. Well, I geothermal think, energy is definitely a thing. Yeah, but you know, usually they're doing it in Iceland because it it occurs naturally. Yeah, if they have a hot spring, so they would just uh, make sure they could able to turn the harness the um, steam coming up enough to turn a turbine. But they're doing this like artificially. Yeah, I did so, wonder like, is it costing much energy to continuously pour the water down there if it's not? natural like in well gravity would take care of it once you got it you know over it so what if it overfills i don't know i don't either thank you so much for the call tonight sarah Uh, geothermal energy is definitely a thing it is something to keep your eye on because it it does seem promising the stuff that i've read about it i'm not an expert on the subject though i just know it exists and it has the potential to be highly energy efficient Hmm. whereas like coal and stuff like that aren't there's more coming up here it's free talk live It's Free Talk Live. We're, we're pretty much out of time for calls tonight. However, you can join us on our social media server at social.freetalklive.com. That'll take you directly there. Social.freetalklive.com. We do in the studio tonight. It's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And we've been alluding to it all night. What is a Tamagotchi baby? And why, why, and why are we talking about it? <laughs> It's a great question, because it might be commonplace in 50 years. So just you wait. Okay, good. I'll probably be dead by then. I mean, just based on the odds. So I I won't have to live to see Tamagotchi babies. I hope I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Virtual children that play with you, cuddle you, and even look like you will be commonplace in 50 years. This is like Nintendogs then, right? Yes. That was such Hmm. a good game. We should bring that back. Except it's a baby instead. Yeah, and it's metaverse. So that's why I don't really get why it's a Tamagotchi. Like that's not a good. There's so many other video games where it's a better. Uh, like a Tamagotchi yeah. looks like a little alien made of five pixels. And I don't know. It's funny because every single article I found about this is all calling them Tamagotchi children or Tamagotchi babies. Which you're right. It's kind of nothing like a real Tamagotchi. So mm. I don't know why that was like the yeah, game. I think it's just because you're trying to keep it alive and. I think the average lifespan of a Tamagotchi is 12 days. Was it? 
That's what the internet told me. Okay. I, Tamagotchi was definitely like the, the popular one, right? That that was the yeah. name brand one that everyone used. So when you think about these virtual pets in the past, Tamagotchi is number one on the list. Yeah, keychain on your backpack. Yep. So You're sneaking, under, sneaking out in class to like feed the thing or clean up its poop yeah. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So you're probably wondering, why are people doing this? And the answer is because it could help to combat overpopulation. An artificial intelligence expert has claimed these computer generated offspring will only exist in the immersive digital world known as the metaverse, which is accessed using virtual reality technology, such as a headset to make the user feel as if they're face to face with the child. Some of the pictures that are included in this article are so creepy. They're wearing the like virtual reality goggles yeah. and then they're like throwing this pretend baby up into the air and it it the way they like made the art look like it's a ghost. It's just It's really sad honestly. It's like <sighs> it's like, you know, people who couldn't have a baby or something like I don't know. It's, it's like playing sad. with dolls. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, adults playing with dolls is so true. Yeah. Why would I mean- this be better than just owning a dog? Overpopulation Great isn't question. an issue in the first place, right? There's plenty of land. There's well, we plenty have of to, food. We have to convince people it's an issue so we can right. do the mass die-off operation without people, you know, yeah. feeling too bad about it. Every time I hear about overpopulation, my first thought is just, if every country was allowed to trade with each other, I'm pretty sure there'd be zero scarcity, no matter how much land there is. Well, the real issue is waste, right? You know, we're, we're throwing yeah. so much food away instead of giving it to homeless people and, and things like that. It's... And the the over farming of land that makes the soil infertile and you know unable in the, all of the dust bowls and the deserts that we're creating none of this is normal. This wasn't supposed to happen. That's the real issue. I think the main issue is you're absolutely right uh, that we industrialized farming and that was a mistake. We need to we need to go back to smaller farms, community level, house level, even. And get rid of the Tysons and the the Monsantos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but don't worry, because these virtual reality children cost next to nothing to bring up. As They, they will- better be free. It's a <laughs> video game. It's not real. Doesn't even sound like no. a fun video game. But like why, would they, is old. why would they create it if they weren't going to charge you for it? <laughs> okay, fair. <laughs> they require minimal resources. <laughs> well... Yeah, so what do they require? A charger? <laughs> like, you're not going to feed them. You're not going to, you don't need money for diapers or, I don't, do you send them to school? I have so many questions about this. Hopefully in 50 years, virtual reality headsets will be like, you know, a hundred bucks or something. Okay. If your baby, if its requirements sound more like a list of computer specs than things like food, water, air, then you have a video game, not a baby. Yeah. So now I know why they're calling it the Tamagotchi, because the generation of people who are about to start having kids are familiar with Tamagotchis. So maybe that's why they're... But also, this isn't going to be ready for another 50 years, so... Well, it won't be commonplace for another 50 years. Until then, it's just going to be kind of weird, <laughs> kind of uncommon. But, yeah. but eventually, I, I, I assume they want it to take off and be more popular. I just I so, seriously don't think it will, because... There's just more fun things. Like, seriously, I'd rather have Neopets than a a fake baby. It's just, it's weird, but they're coming out with stuff like this now to start to normalize it. Yeah. Who knows? I don't, it? I don't think the metaverse thing is going to be a very big deal. I think that big tech 
wants it to be a very yeah. big deal. And the, the media who's pimping it for them want it to be a very big deal. But I don't think the average person has any interest in this garbage. Well, I also had another article that, I don't know, it's some car company. I think it's BMW or something that's pairing with some metaverse video game people so that when you're in the backseat of the car, you put on the virtual reality goggles and it makes it seem like it's a video game that corresponds with the speed that the car's going. And it's just, look out the window. Like, why do we need to be doing all of these things? And I I think a big part of it is they're trying to get people to disassociate from reality. It is Mm -hmm. so much easier to control people and to have mass psychosis and everything when people are disconnected from the self and they're disconnected from their communities and from reality. Yeah, that's how in uh, MKUltra they were trying to create a mind-controlled slave by... Uh, breaking people or making them disassociate from reality to yeah. where they had all these different personalities that could be programmed. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy, Nikki. That's a really crazy theory. Yeah. Well, they're doing it with the cows too. There was another article where they were putting VR goggles oh, on right. cows and they're like, look at, you're not in factory farms. You're in a nice pasture and they're trying to say that it makes the meat healthier or taste better because we it know might. I mean, it, well, it might be stressed because that's what makes meat taste worse in factory farms not to mention all of the disease and the hormones and all the other stuff they're pumping the animals with but it's the cortisol and all of those stress hormones especially right before you kill them that make the meat taste worse so it's it's said that if you kill animals in a humane way where they kind of don't see it coming and it's not just a conveyor belt of death that the meat tastes better due to all of those stress hormones i know that bardo farms here in new hampshire first time i tasted it when i really wasn't into meat i was like this actually tastes good it tastes it tasted much different than normal bacon and i'm not even a bacon person to this day it is something that I think the average person underestimates. Like um, one of the burger places here in Keene, they they get all of their meat locally, and I wouldn't have. Exp- I, I don't know if all of their meat is gotten locally, but I know the grass fed stuff is. But I w- I didn't expect there to actually be a difference between whatever the other ones are and the actual grass fed burger. But to my surprise, there's an enormous difference in the taste and the texture and everything about it and the grass-fed one is just so much better it's kind of pathetic because that's what cows eat cows are supposed to eat grass and (laughs) it doesn't seem like a very complex thing to be able to feed a cow grass but the factory farms are feeding cows corn and soy and god knows what else and it makes the meat taste terrible that's what a cow is really supposed to taste like but we're just so used to eating this mass-produced food because that's what the standard American diet is. That that's you know yeah. it's it's normal for us to think that meat tastes like that when it really isn't supposed to. No, it really isn't. And you know, I've been cooking a lot in the last few weeks. I, I go through phases where I do a lot of cooking, and when I do cook, I use all organic stuff because if, if, if I'm, if I'm going to go through the trouble of actually cooking something for myself, then I want to use fresh, yeah. natural ingredients. If if I just want to eat like a Stouffer's lasagna or whatever, then I'm just going to do that. Mm. But if I want to actually go through the trouble of making my own lasagna, why would I use the store-bought crap? This is going to produce something that's like the microwavable lasagna. Yeah, exactly. And I don't, I don't remember where I was going with it. Just in general, food that is like that, it actually tastes like food is supposed to. Oh, yeah. The, a salad that I had today. What is a salad going to taste like? It actually had taste. Yeah. <laughs> And it was because it was all locally grown stuff. And it's like, most salads, you think you've got to drown it in some sort of dressing to make it edible. But this one 
actually was pretty good. Well, I think a lot of that is due to the genetic modifications. So they're genetically modifying food so that it will be less likely that pests will get to them. They're they're basically trying to grow a hardier crop so they can profit off of it more. And so it's just sturdier and they lose less of a crop. But as a result... But that's not how evolution works. And as a result, we're going to have super bugs eating the crops. Exactly. And not to mention, if the pesticides they're putting on the crops is making a bug's stomach explode, what is it doing to your stomach? We're, we're essentially, I don't want to call us giant bugs, but why do we think that people are getting all of these irritable bowel syndrome and all of these diseases? Because we're eating GMOs and pesticides. Scary thoughts. So definitely eat organic. Even if even if you don't want to you know, do it regularly, just try it once and you, you'll see the difference. I feel pretty sure about that. And you can tell us about it. Afterward at social.freetalklive.com. But we're out of time for tonight. We'll be back same time tomorrow. You can follow us in the meantime over on our social media server, social.freetalklive.com.